This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to The Waiting Room on Podcast225.com. Welcome to The Waiting Room. My name is Dr. Mary Catherine Rodrigue, and along with my co-host, Katie Fetzer, um, we co-own the Wellness Studio and also bring you this podcast, which is um, bringing mental health and destigmatizing counseling to the airwaves. Um, Just uh, as a disclaimer, this is not a show to supplement mental health counseling. If you are in crisis or if you're looking for more information, you can um, speak with your insurance provider. You can visit our website at www.surprisinglywell.com or call our office at 225-448-3359. Uh, For today's episode, we are going to be discussing the very controversial show on Netflix, 13 Reasons Why. This show is actually more of a discussion of 13 Reasons Why Not, um, about the controversial show, uh, suicide awareness, and just maybe some tips and some information on resources if you or someone you know is struggling with depression or suicidal ideation. Um, To find The Waiting Room, you can check us out on iTunes, podcast225.com, to subscribe and then give us a rating and a review. We'd love to hear uh, your feedback. And so we're going to take a quick break and then Katie and I are going to come back to go more in depth on 13 Reasons Why Not and Suicide Awareness. And now, today's Manners Minute. What could happen in your home if you sat down one-on-one with each member of your family every day? No distractions, no interruptions for 10 minutes. Hmm, sound like too much? Okay, start with five. Walk in, ask your teenager to talk to you, not for a lecture, but for you to listen. Then listen with your ears, your eyes, and your heart. I have no doubt that a year from now, those five minutes will become 10, then 20, then 60. Rather than your teenager telling friends his secrets, he'll be telling you. What if you did the same thing with your spouse? You'd identify issues before they became trouble. So if you have four folks living with you, that would be 20 minutes out of an entire day to actively listen. Choosing to respect your home means choosing to listen. Choose respect and reap the benefits. Visit hashtag BRRespect at mannersoftheheart.org to join the movement and sign the pledge with respect Baton Rouge thrives. Promote your business or organization on podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Welcome back Back to The Waiting Room. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Katie Fetzer here, your co-host of The Waiting Room, along with Dr. Mary Catherine Rodrigue, my partner in crime. Um, Today's episode is um, not one that we take lightly. We are talking about um, some somewhat of a a scary and uncomfortable topic for a lot of people, but at the same time, the whole point is that we are talking about it, which is very important, Um, and that is suicide, and specifically the controversial Netflix show that is that recently aired which is called 13 Reasons Why. For those of you who do not know, it is a Netflix series um about a a young girl who goes through a series of adversities and you know it's it's about 
her actually committing suicide. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and be honest and give a disclaimer that we have two perspectives right now that we're talking from. I am speaking from the perspective of having not seen the show. Mm -hmm. And my partner, Dr. Roderick here is speaking from the perspective of having seen the show. So we are not here to bash. We are here to educate. Right. That is the main thing here is that our goal is to talk about it and to educate people out there. Um, But first, before we get into it, I do want to mention what a lot of the mental health community is speaking on about this show. And that is, yes, it's a good thing that this show has created some conversation around mental mm-hmm. health. We always like to see mental health being talked about. However, the the issue is, is that there has been research that has been done for decades about media mm-hmm. and TV shows that talk about suicide and what it does to the communities around it, around the show. So that research is what a lot of mental health professionals is f- kind of feeling like has been ignored when the creation of this show happened. Even though you'll see that doctors were behind the creation of this show, a lot of the mental health community feel that, well, it was reckless because right. the research was ignored. What the research has shown is that when there are shows about suicide aired, the suicide rates go up. And so that is something that we feel obviously is an issue. Right. However, we're also not here to necessarily bash or say um you know, that this is necessarily a bad thing. However, there's some out there that will say Netflix should take it down immediately. Yeah. Um, so we are here to educate and inform so that people out there, if they are struggling with suicide or having some issues or have watched the show and feel very uncomfortable with it so that you know what to do. Right. Right. Um, so now I'm going to bring in, in Dr. Roderick and I, we'll volley back and forth and I'll kind of speak from the perspective of having not seen it. So I have that unbiased yeah. perspective and can speak about suicide mental health and then you can speak from the perspective of having seen it. Yeah. So yeah. where would you like to start with it? So, um, and I'll, I'll share it. I watched it because I had so many of my uh, patients talking about it and their parents talking about it. So um, it just, in, you know, in good practice, I like to kind of mm-hmm. understand what's trending. Absolutely. Um, and then who doesn't love a good binge show on Netflix? So I thought, um, and actually I watched it with my husband. So I got to see his perspective as someone that's not a mental health professional. Um, and, and it's, and I'll say this, the show is, is, um, entertaining and it grabs you and it's mm-hmm. it, the acting is is well done and so I think that that's that Hollywood element of it that mm-hmm. that really draw it drew people in um and and the same way that we approach when discussing social media we're not here to bash it um there's definitely um cautions yeah there's definitely cautions and things that I want to to speak about that that way it's something for people to be very mindful in what not not just watching this show but any shows that mm-hmm. come after it mm-hmm. um there is a mental health professional portrayed on the show he's a school counselor and I thought that this was really interesting because one of the um one uh, the when the show when the people that created the show were receiving the the feedback from the mental health community as far as you know this wasn't accurately portrayed their response to that was oh well he wasn't licensed and i'm you know th- sitting here thinking well how would you know that uh if this person was not licensed or not he's sitting in a school behind a door that says counselor on the door he has diplomas on the wall why Mm -hmm. would somebody not think that this is someone is a licensed professional and meaning because a licensed professional has to appear to certain ethical um standards and Mm -hmm. so there's a moment in the show where she's confiding to the counselor and saying some pretty um intense and traumatic things where he should have acted much differently than he did in the show. Mm-hmm. And so a licensed professional would have not responded the way that he so did. So I think that's a great a great thing to mention is 
what I'm hearing you say from having not seen it yeah. is that people need to realize that what they see does not completely accurately portray what a counselor really right. is and does and right. what they're there for right. and what they should and shouldn't do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. A licensed professional counselor would have responded drastically different than the mm-hmm. counselor did on the show. Okay. Um, and That's so, good, yeah. Good so when you see um, mental health being portrayed in film and in TV to not always jump to that's like accurately how they do it. I think when mm-hmm. ER came out years ago and doctors kind of had the same response to, I don't know if that's really how a medical doctor would respond mm-hmm. to something. So just keep that in mind when you're mm-hmm. watching these shows that if you have questions about that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. speak to a, a mental health professional in your community. Right. And I think too, you know, of, of course I would also like to say that from someone that, that knows just the research and in the literature and hasn't seen the actual show, what I can say is that I would caution people who are struggling with mental health to not watch it. Right. If you are, I mean, right. with, with depression or with suicide, probably not a good idea for you to watch it. Right. Um, focus on your recovery, focus mm-hmm. on getting better, talk to your own counselor about it. If you're, if you're curious, maybe talk to someone before actually, you know, right. giving into the curiosity. Right. Um, we definitely think that that's the the best suggestion from that perspective. And I do want to mention, you know, why we're titling this episode 13 reasons why not, you know, the episode, I mean, the Netflix series talks, it's called 13 reasons why, because it kind of plays out from what I understand. Yes. Her reasons for why she committed suicide. Correct. Each tape is a different person that contributed to her decision. Okay. So for the episode, the reason that we've called it that is because we want to really talk about the reasons why you should not hurt yourself. Right. Reasons why, you should reach out and do yeah. other things and yeah. how many other things out there there are that you can do if you're getting to that place. Exactly. And a, a, one of the overall themes of the show is that um, you, as a viewer, you're, you're, be, you're able to kind of reflect back and see the pain that all these people have now because they realize that they've hurt this person or they weren't there for this person. That's not reality. If mm-hmm. you are struggling with something, that's the time to speak out and to seek help because there isn't this, uh, they're calling it kind of that revenge factor of being able to see how people react to the fact that you're not here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really important. And so yeah. um, along the way, like I said, she, they, there were opportunities for other people to maybe reach out to her and didn't Mm -hmm. for various reasons. So I think that it's really important for us to talk about if you see someone struggling, what do you do? Because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people aren't sure, do I get involved? Do I not get involved? And if I do get involved, who do I go to? Right. Absolutely. And I think too, I always like to say, um, I, I, I often will speak to high schools and teenagers, um, and speak about mental health in general. And I always like to say, when you don't know the solution to something, the solution is to ask for help right. and to kind of think of it like a math equation. Right. Because life is going to have all kinds of hurdles. When you get to that point where you don't see a solution, when it's a math equation, you ask your math teacher for help and they walk you through it, right? It's a lot more complex, right? But whenever you don't see a solution in your mental state, the solution is to then ask for help. So mm-hmm. that person can then help you find the solution. Right. Um, and counseling is a great place to be able to, to start. And right. even though the show from what you're saying may have not accurately portrayed counseling. We, we are here to kind of educate and inform that counseling is a great place to go right. whenever you are struggling with right. help. And right. there are things out there that can help you that, that enough is a reason to live. Right. Right. And, and something to know, especially if you're a teenager out there and you go to your school counselor um, and you're having thoughts of suicide to know that she is 
and she is responsible for reaching out to others to make sure that you are um, have a safety plan, that your parents are informed. So know what their role should be so that way if it's not happening, like in the show, I think the, the main character had that gut feeling of like this isn't right. And so when you have a feeling like something more should be done, keep reaching out to people, mm-hmm. especially the adults. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you mentioned the adults. I think that's a good um, and also a good thing to mention because I know that teenagers obviously we have to to remember teenagers brains are not fully developed yet Mm -hmm. and whenever I worked at um, Our Lady of the Lake Hospital and I still actually do on their adolescent psychiatric unit one of the things that really stuck out to me um, and on this unit by the way almost I would say 50% or more of the patients that are there the reason they're there is because they either attempted or are thinking about suicide Mm -hmm. and almost all of the time their way that they are thinking about these things it is not from a perspective that is rational they're not right they're, they might still be very black and white thinkers they're not thinking in very areas of gray and so they kind of have boxed themselves into a corner which means that is how important the adults are exactly. in their life when you, if you're a teacher if you are a coach if you are um a pastor in this kid's life or in mm-hmm. a teenager's mm-hmm. life don't underestimate how important your role is to right. them because they will look to you in different ways for help and may not necessarily come to you and directly say, this is what I'm struggling with and this is what I need, right. but they might give it to you in other subtle ways. Right. Um, and I actually had someone mention to me that when they watched, when they watched the show, they saw the show as warning signs, not mm-hmm. necessarily as giving ideas, but right. they took it as warning signs. So what would you say, after having watched the show, maybe warning signs that were accurately portrayed that people could look for. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's there's moments that she was withdrawn. There was moments that she had mood shifts of anger that was out of character for her. Mm-hmm. Um, there were um, times that she went from being really happy to really sad very quickly. Um, and, you know, it, it's her parents were, were portrayed as, as very loving and very um, kind parents that, that really did care about her. Um, and, and so... I think she almost wished they would have kind of probed her a little bit more when she said, Oh, I'm fine. You know? Um, so I think that it, it definitely did show some light of, um, some, some signs to look for in someone that may be struggling silently Mm -hmm. and, um, and is, is not speaking up. If you are the person that is struggling silently and you're not sure if you have any of those outlets, like Katie mentioned, um, as far as an adult to talk to, then there is cope lines out there. Um, there's That's a nine, great point. Yeah. There's nine one one. If you are feeling that you are going to hurt yourself, um, that it, you won't, you're not, um, people, you're not kind of, um, jumping to a conclusion or anything like that. I want you to reach out, mm-hmm. um, to them if you are feeling actively suicidal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's important for people to know because people forget about cope lines. Yeah. Um, and we do have a local cope line here and also the Baton Rouge Crisis Center mm-hmm. here in town. Um, and they allow you to call. It's anonymous. Yeah. Uh, it's called The Phone. Um, and the number is... 211. Mm-hmm. And so that's also a, a good resource for people to know out there if you are not ready to take that step to be able to go to counseling. Um any other thoughts that you have after seeing the show that you would like to take people to take away from this episode that we're talking about it? You know, it's it, the way it's so dramatically done that it does trigger emotions. And I think the if you are someone that has watched it and has had that come up for you, talk to your parents, talk to a mental health professional, um, try to have a conversation with someone about what did come up for you, because I think that's a really important conversation to Mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And maybe it's not necessarily that it brought them up for you, but it brought them up and now you have an awareness for someone else mm-hmm. that you see that someone else may be struggling. Speak up. Yeah. Um, I think that that is probably one of the most important messages is that there is something that you can do. And then the biggest thing is to get the right adults involved. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll just conclude with, you know, as a mental health professional and someone who has not seen it, I think it does. And knowing what the research says that literally for decades, it has shown that the suicide rates go up every time there's a show about it. Right. To me, there's a little bit element of it that feels reckless. And I Mm -hmm. think that for me, I wish that, that people know that and they can kind of look at the show as maybe it could have been done differently there. I hear a lot of people saying there could be more disclaimers on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing too, that the show touches on is the, um, is rape. There's two instances of rape in the show. And, um, I think that it's kind of, you know, it's diminished, um, as far me portraying that the person's consent was diminished. So that's also another topic mm-hmm. that I think, um, talk to adults and the mm-hmm. right mental health professionals about right. because, um, that that was something that was also really triggering in the right. show. And it's so important for people to know and listening that you can talk to a mental health professional about all of this stuff. Right. Um, mental health professionals are trained to really honestly work with you on any adversity that you're dealing with. Yeah. And if it's an adversity or if it's a challenge that they, what we consider is out of our scope or out of our wheelhouse, guess what? We know what to do. Mm-hmm. We know where to refer and we know how to get you to the person that you need to be. Right. So this is something that, um, you know, you mentioned another good point, which is sexual assault. We could pick apart the the show, I'm sure in many different ways, because there's obviously many things that this girl was struggling with or the character in the show. And we just want people to know that counseling is a place that you can go to talk about all the struggles in your life. Yeah, It's a safe space. It is. We really appreciate everyone listening. Um, we hope that you had some takeaways. Um, we thought it was an important thing too to be able to, and a responsible thing as mental health professionals to be able to talk about this since it's being talked about in so many different ways right. that are completely out of our control. Right. Um, so we would like to encourage you to please subscribe to our show on iTunes. You can also go to podcast225.com and feel free to fill out some comments, some ratings, and give us a review. Um, and we hope that you will join us um, on our next episode. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The Waiting Room. This has been a podcast 225.com production. 